devastation of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Beatrice Bopley. Bubbly. Bubbly. I had it right beforehand, and I knew I'd forget it. But it's a very cool name, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into the uh, origins of it. Uh, it's Freddy's mom, and the Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, a dream child, all kinds of cool stuff. And it's very nice to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, too. So actually, how about that? The history of the name. So the history of the name Buckley is um, it's actually a Swiss, Swiss Germanic name. My father was from Switzerland, and I think it, they would say because it might have been B with B-O-E with a umlaut or something originally. So anyway, but I, I don't know. It's just sounds a little strange. So No, I like it, though. It's, it, yeah. it, it does roll but, off the tongue once, uh, once I know what I'm doing. The Buckley part, my girlfriend, when I was a little girl, gave me made up a song to remember my name. And she would sing, Buckley, Buckley B, could not climb up a tree. So she fell straight down to hell. Buckley, Buckley B. <laughs> well, that's so, very nice. Yeah, except yeah. for the falling to hell part. That's not well, so nice. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that I remember that song that my girlfriend, you know, sang me when I was what? I don't know, a, a little kid. And I can't remember why I went into the kitchen. But hey. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to remember things. I remember uh, the the uh, the planets from uh, my very educated mother just served us nine pizza pies, and then you would it was ah, wow um, okay yeah useless stuff like that uh, sticks in your mind. There you go. They do for sure, for sure. And I'm sure everyone tuned in to to hear about the planets and and uh, hist- and uh, rhymes, but uh, maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, how did you get the role of uh, Amanda Kruger? Uh, Amanda Kruger. Oh, quick question. Yeah. I signed. I signed on from the link you gave me. So I won't really actually. Is this also live on Facebook? Yeah, it's live right now on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Okay, different yeah. on Facebook. So people can ask questions, or they can. Uh, they can on the. There's a chat here on YouTube. Okay. All right. Uh, they could do it on Facebook too, and I'll read it. I'm currently suspended on Facebook, so I oh, uh, no. for thirty days. So. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, are you doing bad things? No, I was joking with a friend uh, who I've known for 20 years, and we're joking back and forth, and I said, I'm going to whoop your ass, Budzinski, and Facebook said it was a serious threat of death or violence. <gasps> oh, no. I and don't I, know. And so I, you know, I was like, no, this isn't right. I, uh, you know, tried to fight it, and immediately it just pops up. We reviewed this, and no, it's a serious threat, which no one could review it in like a millisecond. I'm sure it's just a bot, but. Oh, no, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And anyway, with a horror podcast, how on earth can we stay away from threats of death? But anyway, we'll yeah. give it a shot. Serious. They even put serious. I thought, wow, they think I'm a very violent guy. Oh, no. Um, oh, I see. What is this? Uh, like? Terrible Troy is uh, be, will be joining us here in a moment. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Terrible one. <laughs> hello there. How's everybody doing? Hello. Hello. Hello we're doing, there. We're doing very good. We're doing very good. Hanging out here with, with my little action figure. Oh, very cool. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Isn't she cool? When, when did was, you get that? This was a couple years ago. Um, Custom Horror Dolls by Will Turner. Nice. Yeah, he, he actually sent it to me. Um, and then after he sent it to me, uh, Wizard World, I guess, thought it was a cool idea. So they sent me a bunch to sign. Oh, wow. Speaking Very of which, nice. I do want to say one thing, I, and I might get, now I'll get shut off something <laughs> for saying this, but Wizard World, they have a bunch of my photos with supposedly, um, you know, certified autograph that, that I did not sign them. 
Oh, really? Wow. Oh, no. That's pretty that's bad, a, especially for, yeah. you know, a, a big, uh, a big company. A yeah, big, uh, they're for, they're for sale on there. And my, my rep called them and told them and they, they said, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. And it's still up there. So wow. <laughs> and it's really terrible because you see some things. I see some things that I actually did sign. And mm. then I see the fake ones that I never signed photos of action, never even seen. And, um, they don't even look alike the autographs. So, so they, they didn't I, even make an attempt to like, you know, exactly. Nah, that's so, awful. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel bad for wizard world. If anyone from wizard world hears this or is watching, please take a look at Beatrice Buckley's photos. Oh, my thing says Madaway, doesn't it? Oh, I should have changed my name anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, they need to change that. They need to take those down. And I don't know who gave it to them. I'm not accusing Wizard World themselves necessarily, right. but, you know, it's not a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously things could happen, but you would think once it's brought to their attention, then it's, it is on them not to take them down. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know. Now, along those lines, also the action figure, you know, someone, you, someone makes it, then you get some to sign, like, um, when did you real like obviously Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole franchise is big, but when did you realize like you know you had you had a fan base of people who uh who would like yeah. to meet you? Very relatively recently. So I mean this movie was what 32 years ago, um, which probably some people listening aren't even that old. Um, but anyway, when we did Nightmare on Elm Street five, and I'm sure it's pretty much the same for all the Elm Streets that were done then, um, most of the actors you know, none of us really knew how big it was. And we certainly had no clue that it would be going on this long, that it would be, that it would have such a long shelf life. Um, and that's 100% because of the fans clearly. And it's um, yeah, no, I had no idea. And, and in fact, I didn't know anything about conventions. I didn't know about interviews. I mean, I barely knew much about um, social media, but I think it started with um, uh, when they did the, um, documentary never sleep again yeah. he, the um oh no see i can remember this silly song from when i was a little girl but i can't remember the the name of the guy which is really really bad but the guy who directed it and produced it do you guys know never sleep again um i know the document of it um yeah. but i don't okay. know who directed it either but oh i'm terrible i i know who it is i just can't say the words they're just not coming to my tongue but anyway um so he um somehow found me on facebook Andrew and Cash and Daniel uh, Ferens were the directors, and Tommy Hudson is Tommy Hudson. That's the one, yeah. So Tommy was the one that contacted me, found me on Facebook, and um, interviewed me in New York. There were a few of us in New York. Most of it was in L.A. And when you look at it, you see that L.A. has a much better set and lighting. Ours, we all look <laughs> crapola. But anyway, that's okay. Um, but after while we were interviewing, I think it was Toy Newkirk from um, Elm Street 4, said to me, oh, I never see you at the cons. And I'm like, the cons? What's, what's the cons? <laughs> I thought maybe she was, I don't know what she was saying. And then she's <laughs> like, you know, the horror conventions. I'm like, horror conventions? I never even knew they existed. Um, so that's when she first told me about it. And I think Tommy was the one that set us up, uh, a bunch of us from number five, set us up at a convention maybe about eight, ten years ago. And that was about it. I did one. It was great. Met lots of fans and stuff. And then it's been only recently with my, my uh, new rep that I've been kind of starting to make the, yeah. the circuits. Before you went to one, what, like going in, what did you think? Like what did they be like? 
I, you know, well, I heard, you know, I knew about Trekkies, you know, with Star yeah. Trek and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've seen some TV show spoofs of that. So I knew, you know, and then of course, um, you know, I knew I lived in Japan. I spent time in Japan. So I know like with all the, the dressing up and stuff, cosplay, you know, how popular that yeah. can be. But for this, yeah, no, I had no idea what it would be like. And I didn't really know what would, what, what are horror fans like? Um, but now that I've been doing quite a few of these, oh my goodness, what wonderful people. I mean, um, you know, you meet like anything in the world. There's, we're all kinds of people. So there's all kinds of fans, but um, what a devoted group. You know, I yeah. think the horror fans truly are devoted to the franchises that they love, you know? Um, and I, and I, in the beginning, I used to feel really kind of nervous or upset, or like a little cautious when people would tell me oh i grew up watching these things you know right. and, and oh they meant so much to me and i'm thinking ooh, like you watch <laughs> these when you were little like that's a little and then also when they bring their kids they bring like little kids and say oh you know my 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 little three-year-old loves you they've seen every freddie movie and i'm like what you know because <laughs> i gotta tell you i never let my own sons i have two sons they're both in college now and i never let them watch my own film and until now that they're in college, they can watch it. And now they won't because mom's in it. And I'm like, guys, come on. But they won't watch it because they said, oh, I don't want to see a good birth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're too cool for that. Though. Yeah, well, I like yeah. that that's a reason. Right? That's, the, that's what they say. <laughs> well, and then all my other films, they're like, oh, I don't want to watch you kissing another man or I don't want to watch you. you know. <laughs> I think they just don't want to watch mom is what it is. Yeah. But um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I was a little nervous hearing that fans would like, show their kids these movies and and i still don't know if i really agree because some of the images are like in number five anyway you know greta getting her stomach fed to herself like that's just ah you know really uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> not something that i'd want a kid to see however yeah. that yeah. being said i've been asking my fans a lot about you know what when you say you love these films like i i get it about being you know love loving to get scared because i like sp- spooky scary movies but like how can you say that this like really um, shaped your childhood or whatever? Like to me, like I was thinking I had horrible images in my mind and you, you guys can tell me better if, if I'm wrong on this or not, but I, I kind of get, I've been getting the feeling that, you know, for a lot of people growing up watching these horror films, well, at least the Elm street, let's say um, that you get to watch something sort of horrific, but he always gets destroyed in the end, Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. at least. Um, you know, and if you can overcome your fears and face your fears, you can kind of defeat him, which is kind of a cool sort of thing, you know? Um, and it might be, you know, really cathartic for people. And then that he is kind of funny, like it kind of gives you a way to face fears and deal with horror, but with humor. And I don't know, it seems to be a cathartic thing for people. So I'm starting to really get more and more appreciation for the whole genre. Yeah. So how how would you say then like your view of being part of the movie, being part of the franchise has changed um, from like right after you did it till you started doing the conventions? Oh, huge. I mean, right after I did it and I, I hope I don't offend, you know, uh, any horror right. fans, yeah. especially yeah. my lovely Elm street fans. Cause they're like the best. Um, but I've said this before, like when I first did it, I didn't tell anybody. I, I didn't tell my family. <laughs> I didn't tell them that I, I was Freddy Krueger's mom. I don't know. I, it's just because, they're all like um, professors and they live in Asia and all over the world. And I don't know, they're sort of, I, th- I think they would, I thought they would have looked down on it or something. Um, so I just kind of never said anything to anybody. Um, and the only person in my family who saw Nightmare on Elm Street 
was my grandmother of all things, my grandmother. She apparently, my name was listed in some article, um, some little thing in the New York times or the Washington post or something when it first came out. And she's like, Oh, that's my granddaughter. So she, you know, little granny comes tottering down to the theater to see Elm street. And apparently the guy at the you know, ticket taker was like, excuse me, ma'am. Cause she came all by herself. And he's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is the kind of film you want to see. And she's like, well, my granddaughter's in it. And um, so she did see it. And, and afterwards I was like, Oh no, Oma, what did you think? And she said, I must say, I didn't really understand it, but um, it was a little different than I thought, but it was lovely to see you dear. So anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it changed a lot. So, you know, back then it was just something that I did. Um, my director had said, or my um, agent said, you know, you got to do this, meet the, meet the um, director. He's, you know, up and coming and whatnot. Um, but now to realize that I've been part of this franchise and, and, and the role, even if it's not a massive role, it's, it's, it's kind of iconic, like, holy smokes, I'm Freddy Krueger's mom. Like that's kind of a pretty cool thing. And to know that I'm one of the few characters in the whole franchise that he's actually scared of. That's true. I didn't even think of it of that you know, way. Yeah. He is, you know, he's, he's scared of his mom and you know, he backs up because she's the one thing that can defeat him. And he, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of fun, even though he, He's very rude to me and calls me bad names. Yeah. <laughs> he does. That's not very nice. It's not nice at all. Yeah. yeah. So, had you uh, had you seen the the previous movies before you took the role? Well, I had seen number one. I I, I saw that actually in high school with my friends, you know, and I got totally freaked out and scared. Uh, you know, I, I did I did enjoy it. I must say, I did enjoy it. Um, and then my confession is, I did not see the other ones until mine. But now I have because <laughs> I've gotten to know so many of the actors from, you know, it's a it's a close knit group. Um, I mean, I love my cast, you know, my number five group where we kind of feel like we're a little bit of outcasts, but we all love each other very much. And then I'm starting to get to know a lot of the other ones, too. Um, Mark Patton is is just an absolute yeah. doll, a sweetheart. We're, we're, yeah, we're good friends with Mark. Um, actually, this was the, fir- the first time he ever did a podcast was here and it was right after the documentary came out. Okay. And that's, you know, when at the time he was living in Mexico and he, you know, was, you know, out of the limelight totally. And then kind of like you started doing the conventions and, but yeah, uh, yeah really, really nice guy. Yeah, he's an guy. awesome guy. And yeah. Mark, well, he's actually still in Mexico. I mean, he, mm-hmm. we text about every day almost now, but he, nice. he, he's kind of coaching me on how to do Instagram and stuff like that. Cause I, I didn't know anything about it. And, um, you know, I had like 200 or a uh, hundred followers or something, mostly from some other thing. Um, that I've converted it over to my acting actors Instagram. And he's, he gives me tips on what to do and, you know, how to get, get myself out there. And, you know, it's all kind of new to me, but Mark's a sweetheart. Everyone. Yeah. I, and not just the Elm street franchise, like the other, other horror actors that I'm meeting, um, you know, that my Peter Valdrama is my rep and he, you know, the, the people that he represents, we're all getting to know each other. And it's a, it's a wonderful group, like really mm-hmm. cool people. You said part five, you guys kind of feel like the outcasts and uh, part two is uh, similar because at the time, you know, that wasn't, I think it has a, a, a people like it more now than they did at the time. At the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, yeah, go on, sir. Oh yeah. Well, Mark, yeah, Mark. Um, I think the experience that Mark went through and, you know, having had that one sort of shunned and whatever, and now having a real, a new, a whole new understanding of it and a whole new appreciation for it. Um, five is kind of like that too. I mean, we do have people that love five. Um, 
and what I've been finding with the franchises and the fans is that whatever one was the first one they saw tends to be people's favorite. So if they saw five first, that's their favorite. If they saw three first, that's their favorite. You know, I've heard that from a lot of fans. Um, But kind of universally, a lot of people, you know, say five sucked and they put it down a lot. Um, Lisa, you've had Lisa on, I think, right? Yeah, Lisa Wilcox. You know, and she, when we do these conventions um, together and whenever we um, are interviewed or anything, she talks a lot about how, you know, five is sort of like the misunderstood child because some of the things that we deal with, you know, teen pregnancy, out of wedlock pregnancy, um, uh, you know, drug use, rape. I mean, there's a lot of things that are, you know, dealt um, in five too um, that were maybe not so popular. Um, there's that aspect to it. And of course there also is the aspect of um, it being the most rushed, you know, like they had just, you know, the four was so successful. They just slammed out five, like in the same year, you know, who does that, you know, in the same year they did it. And I, and I remember it was like actually in the theaters, the same, you know, right after we, you know, finish filming. I mean, usually you have to wait a year or two or whatever. And this was, it just was wham, bam, you know, thank you, ma'am. Just, you know, they're writing it as they're going, making it up as they're going, you know, but I don't know. I, I like it. I think it's really cool. I love, I mean, I love the whole Gothic look of it. The sets were so cool to walk them, you know, amongst and I've um, I've seen it, you know, several times, but I watch it again for the interview. And when I was watching, I I was thinking that the sets are huge, you know, and they're, and they're real, uh, you know, it's it's pre CGI. So uh, just being on the set, what's that like? You know, you see in this, you know, all these steps and all yeah, these like it was so cool because it was real. Like I, you know, I assumed that it would have been more, you know, like I most think there's of a films, matte painting in one scene, but you know, most of the stuff's real. Yeah. It, most of the stuff's real, and most of it is, and it was huge because we did it in a warehouse. And when you walk into the set, you know, it's almost like you know being on stage. Like you actually have the set around you, and it. It, it encompassed a huge part of the room instead of, you know, so often when you're filming, whatever the audience sees, like within two inches to either side is, you know, not the set. You know, you see like the lights and the wires and the whatever and, you know, or just whiteness. And they only bother to paint exactly what's going to be on camera. But this actually was like large, massive rooms that that were built like an entire set. So as an actor, you walk in and you really feel like you're you're in that room, you know, the church scene the you know the 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 hospital giving birth that the horrible um hospital room um where i give birth and and then of course the whole escher scene you know with freddie with the stairs i mean that was there they actually were stairs not necessarily all the way through i don't think but they were stairs that went up and down and um i just remember that whole look and and really feeling like i was there like i didn't have to use my imagination it was really really cool uh, well, what's the vibe on set like during the scene when you are giving birth? Because you know it's a pretty, you know, yeah, scene. it is a pretty vulgar scene. And and you know, I must say, having now given birth numerous times in real life, um, I did a pretty good job. <laughs> Looking back at it, for you know, someone in their twenties not knowing how to give birth, uh, I, I think uh, it came across. But I knew what pain was like. I used to have bad cramps. So, <laughs> um, but giving birth, I, I actually I think I did say this in the. Um, in the documentary and it's whatever, it's just a weird thing to say, but I'm a weird person. So um, I, I was concerned having, you know, um, knowing that I was going to be doing this scene because I knew that I was supposed to be in a white gown. 
Um, and I also knew that the actors, obviously I'd have the underwear on, of course, but I did have to have my legs open and there was going to be somebody playing the doctor and the nurse, you know, kind of looking at me. And, and this is the thing that I already did mention on, um, in the, in, in the documentary, but it was that time of the month for me. And I, I'm sorry if I gross you guys out, but this is, you know, this is the way it is. Um, you know, and I was, I was really worried. It was a stupid thing that you guys never have to deal with. But I, you know, as a woman, you, when you're having your period, you're worried if you have to wear white, it's just not a cool thing. And I was like, so concerned, like, oh my gosh, what if, you know, I leak or something, you know, and I was, that was my big fear and concern. And which was, was totally unfounded because they were throwing all this buckets of fake blood on me anyway. So <laughs> no one would have known. I know. Gross. But there you have it. but other than that it was fun it was really fun do you think you would have um if you were a mom when you when you took the role do you think you still would have taken it or would you have looked at the movie differently if i had already been a mom yeah hard to say i i I mean by the time i actually was a mom i you know i i I had more of an appreciation for what for what elm street the whole franchise was so but um at the time maybe not Maybe I would have said no. I'm not sure. Hard to say. Yeah. Was there Hard anything uh, just, you know, even before you're filming and anything in the script that you like, oh, I don't, besides that scene, maybe, but I guess you wouldn't foresee when you're going to film that scene. But uh, yeah. was there anything in the script, even dialogue or anything that you were like, I don't know about this? Um, no, no, it was pretty. I mean, you know, I, at least I didn't have to say anything bad. I mean, he, you know, he curses at me, but I, you know, no, I, I've had worse things. And besides, to be honest with you, um, I don't know how much of it I had actually seen. Like, I, I think they yeah, showed you, me, said, like, you said, and it's in the documentary, too, that they were rewriting it as it was going as on. It was going on. Yeah. And, and I and it was the absolute only time like I I was hired literally on the spot. I mean, I don't know if they were either. It was there in such a big rush or I looked so much like Freddie or I don't know. What, you know, <laughs> I don't really know why they instantly were like, oh, that's it. You're her. But they hired me on the spot. And that, as I said, never happens. You always get a call back if you're, if they're interested and then another call back and a screen test. And, and I saw you played a nun before too. So maybe I they, played, they yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe I think it's cause I sang for them. I sang a creepy little uh, nursery, spooky nursery rhyme and some creepy Catholic music, which they ended up mm-hmm. using, which I don't have any credit for. But I, when I watched the film at home one time, I was like, wait a second, that's me. It is me. I'm singing that thing. Oh wow! You know that? In the no, background. I didn't know that. That's pretty wild, yeah. <laughs> I learned some weird Catholic. I, I, sorry, not weird. I learned a Catholic <laughs> hymn in a um, play I was in way back before college, even once a Catholic, and um, so I started to sing that. But like, just imagining what that would sound like, kind of echoing through the halls, and I guess they liked that idea, so they stuck it in there. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, that's, I think that's pretty well. What was the audition like? Did you, so you, you sang that song on the audition? I sang this song. Yeah, I went in. So it was Tommy. It was, um, who all was there? I'm trying to think. There's like three or four people all in the room. Um, Robert was, Robert England was not in the room. But as I sat there, um, and they had a, a couple slides for me to read, we were, we were all trying to determine, like, is she dead? Is, am I dead? Like, is Amanda Kruger dead? Am I a ghost? Am I alive? Like, what the hell am I? Like, how, how, do, you want, how do you want me to deliver this line? And they had no clue. They're like, I don't know. Try, try it a few different ways. You know, so I, I tried it a few different ways. And um, 
and we kind of played with it. And then I, I, we, we had a good time. We had fun. I mean, by, I gotta tell you, by the time I had done audition for this, I had been, um, nobody here would know me, but I was kind of known in Canada. I was becoming like the it girl. Cause I had worked in Canada for about 10 years and I had started a couple of films just before that. And, um, I was becoming, you know, getting kind of a name as an actor in Canada. So I'd been, I've auditioned, you know, thousands of times by this point. So it was pretty easy. I felt comfortable. I, you know, chit chatted. Um, and, uh, I, I think that my comfort level also made them comfortable and it, it definitely helped. But, was uh, acting, uh, was acting always something you wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah. Since I was a little kid, I wanted to act and I wanted to work with horses. Those were the two things that I wanted to do. Did but, you get uh, to work with horses? I did. Um, actually, my agent and I, when I was when I was living in Vancouver, my agent and I bought a beautiful thoroughbred mare um, at a at a show, uh, off season show. She was a racehorse, and um, uh, she just trust me, soda. That was her name, and she was very very fast, but she hated to be ahead of the other horses. So whenever she start to run, she could like go out of the gate really well. But then as soon as she noticed that, hey, my buddies are back there, you know, she would stop. You know, which I, I think wasn't very good for a racehorse. So they sold her for 300 bucks. <laughs> oh, um, that's good then. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, so no, we had her. But I, I had originally thought about going to um, going into horse training or working with horses somehow. And when I compared the cost of equestrian schools, which are like down in Tennessee and whatnot, and my theater school, I could afford theater school. I couldn't afford equestrian school. So. That's what I did. So I ended up going to theater school um, in Canada, uh, University of Victoria, the theater program there. So it was a four-year program and then, and then started acting right out the gate. Um, actually, in fact, I just saw it yesterday. Did I put it on my I, – I found, I found a photocopy of my check. My very first oh. – oh, here it is. Hold on. So my very first paycheck as an actor – was um this was in canada october 29th 1984 um which i graduated in 84 and it was for uh 1020 dollars act for personal management this is a photocopy <laughs> i kept of it um and you know what it was for it was for a uh, um who's that evangelical big evangelical guy on tv um um Think of oh Billy Graham. It says right okay, here. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so it was for a Billy Graham um, crusade. Yeah, it says that right there. Um, it was a commercial for a Billy Graham crusade, and I was this lost, confused teenager, <laughs> and I'm just wistfully thinking about what am I going to do with my life. And you know, by the end of it, I end up uh, going, I guess, to the Billy Graham crusade um, or something like that. But anyway, so that was my first paycheck as an actor. That's pretty wild. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's well, great. Uh, wh- what kind of like movies or TV or was it theater? What, what was it that drew you to acting? Uh, I think it might be similar to why, um, why a lot of people are drawn to horror. <laughs> um, and I can say this cause I know my parents will never listen to this interview, but, um, <laughs> well, they're big fans. Nah, well, my, my biological father died when I was little. He was, um, oh, born in 1896. Wow. Yeah, he, he'd be 125, my own father. So he was about 40 years older than my mom. And then my mom, um, yeah, she was his student in, in, in college. So little. Anyway, um, and then 
And then she ended up marrying a guy nine years younger and whatever. Anyway. Um, and then, so growing up, we, we moved all over the place. We lived in Japan for four years. We lived in England. We lived in Canada. We lived, we kept, we, we were moving all the time. Um, and uh, without going into much detail, there was a lot of, you know, traumatic moments in my childhood, um, you know, and then plus, well, for sure would have been nowadays considered abuse. I mean, the way they, we, you know, we get hit with sticks and, you know, whatever, um, you know, and then I also had, you know, personal tragedies and stuff like that. And somehow the idea of being on camera, do you guys remember that show Zoom? Come on and Zoom, 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 uh, Zoom. Troy, Troy's best. my older brother, by the way. Zoom so was the best. Yeah, I okay. watched it on PBS when Neil was just a little tiny kid. Oh, so Troy, so you might know this. Remember this on Zoom? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I Zoom taught me how to what a sazy was. You'd send in a self-addressed Self stamped, stamped envelope. envelope. Yeah. <laughs> Box 350, Boston, Mass. Oh, yes, two, absolutely. One, three, four, four. Send, it, send to it to Zoom. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. We're in so, Massachusetts. Buddy. There you go. Yep. So, so on Zoom, oh, my son is going to Northeastern. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's out there. But on Zoom, um, they would have had this segment. So for those of you who don't know, Zoom is not, well, Zoom is these meetings. <laughs> but well before these meetings, well before COVID, Zoom was a TV show. I think public, like, was it on yeah, PBS, PBS or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, was it was like one, a, I think, right after Sesame Street Sesame or the Street electric company or company, something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it was just it was a kid's program and, and it would have kids, you know, doing activities and they would have guest stars and whatever. But they always had this one segment where they would look at a kid from often like another place in the world. And it just kind of followed them like a, a day in the life of some kid maybe living in on some island where they'd have to take a boat to school or things like that. And so what I did when I was. When I was having traumatic times or whatever, I don't know. And when things were tough in my life, I just pretended that I was one of those kids on TV. And I, I don't know. It just helped me. It, so I would just kind of just imagine that I was an actor and there are, you know, people are watching this, you know, trauma going on. And it, it just comforted me, I guess. I don't know. So I always would escape to that kind of imaginary world. Um, I think for a lot of actors, you know, that's, they get solace from playing someone else. And um, it just, it just was very useful and helpful and it, I, I enjoyed it. And then, so I started, and I also love to um, sing and whatever. So I, I would act in school plays um, and I won a, awards, you know, for doing that. And I uh, just kept going with it. Just always loved it. And in fact, I was in my first play, I have a photo somewhere. I was um, five years old in Japan. Um, we went, we lived in Japan for four years when I was a little girl. And I, when we first moved, of course, none of us spoke Japanese. So um, the only, and the only words that the kids, my other uh, classmates knew was cat and dog. So I always would play the cat or the dog um, whenever they would play games, you know, so I'd just be on my four, all fours walking around all the time. And then in the school play, my gosh, you know, when I think of it, it was so, um, on PC. I mean, mind you, this was the sixties, but um, I remember like they had a kid in blackface. Ugh, now that I think on it anyway, um, there was that, I think it was like little Sambo going through the jungle or something. And I, I played a little, Oh, oh and, we lost Neil. Oh, there he is. Oh, there <laughs> we go. 
oh, maybe that was a PC thing turning us off. So that didn't come on. But anyway, um, but yeah. I think so you're I put, muted, Neil. Am I muted? No, I think Neil is. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Neil is muted. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I think we're being censored here. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm talking about unpc things. Anyway, yeah. I played a, I played a tiger or something like that in that oh, one. Oh, running around the tree, turning into butter, right? There you go. Yeah. Yep. And then I also played a tree and something else, and you know things like that. So I had I, I I've been enjoying acting since I was a little kid. No. Yeah, I'm back now. Yeah, I lost the uh, internet connection, but I don't okay. know how this happens, but it continues to it continued to live stream it and record it. Oh, okay. Know, but we're all good. But we're all good. Maybe we, yeah. they are trying to take us down here. Maybe <laughs> they're following you. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, uh, so once you started to do the acting, um, was it your goal to, to go to movies or do theater? Or what was your goal once you started to get into it? Well, originally theater. Um, I loved I loved theater. Um, you know, being in front of an audience is just pretty powerful. It's a wonderful thing. Um, but I was very fortunate to start my career in Vancouver um, because Vancouver, Canada, British Columbia, which is kind of known as um, Hollywood North. So many TV series and, and, um, and films are filmed there. So there's always opportunity for actors to get a lot of work, um, you know, little like guest star one liners, things like that. Like you can really get build up your resume in Vancouver. Um, but what I love about the community there is unlike in Hollywood where you really get put into a box pretty quickly in Canada, they, there's a lot of flow. You can be on stage one day, then do TV and then do film and then go back to you know stage, then do some radio, then do a commercial. There's no, um, there's no, uh, I can't think of the word, but you know, but in Hollywood that's really frowned upon. Like they like to really know you're this and you're that you're a TV actor. I think that's starting to change now with Netflix and things. Now I think, I think there is more fluidity. You see film actors are doing TV. Yeah. But back in the day, it was one or the other. Like you really had to kind of That's assign true. yourself. Everybody seemed to kind of, you know, want to yeah, put everybody I, in a box. Just like right? the last 20 years or so, I think that changed. Yeah. I kind of think, uh, I remember when 24 was big, that start, it was kind of a, a thing because um, the, the main guy. Um, oh, Kiefer uh, Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. You know, he was considered a big actor. And then. Yep. Um, from you Canada. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There you go. Yeah. It all ties together. Actually, a lot of them are. A lot of them are Canadian. Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, I'm actually not. I, I never was Canadian, but I was a I was called a landed immigrant or permanent resident or something like that when we were living in Canada. But uh, yeah. But so lots of fun there. Um, yeah. Did I answer? I can't remember. What you yeah, asked. yeah, definitely. Did you now you, you mentioned you watched Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one when you're in high school. Now, would yeah. you consider yourself a, a horror movie fan at all at that time? No. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I liked, I always, I did like spooky movies, you know, and, and the sixties um, and seventies were great for that. Like there were a lot of, um, you know, we'd have these, you know, Karen, uh, Karen Black, Karen Black, right? Yeah. You know, trilogy of horror and, you know, all these, you know, and, and I loved, and I think also more, even more than that, I think it was the, my upbringing in Japan, the four years in Japan really established the love of creepy you know, creepy and spooky things. So they, they can be very gory too. Japanese films can definitely have a lot of blood, but they also can do a lot without any of it where they really don't show much, but it's, you know, what's insinuated and usually like something very beautiful, a beautiful maiden from the back, you know, in her kimono and her long, beautiful hair. 
and then like painfully, slowly, slowly the head turning and turning. And, you know, you're wondering what the hell is going to be there. Cause you know, everything else is so beautiful. And then, you know, she turns around and looks like this. No, um, but uh, you know, so I just, and I, and my, and I was told lots and lots of creepy, creepy stories growing up, but I, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I've always loved a good scare, but I just, I guess the big gory stuff I've never been into and, well, there's a good thing about horror movies. There are different, all different kinds because you do have people who are into the gory stuff and people are more into psychological horror. And, yeah. You know, there are comedy horror. There's all different, you know, types of horror. So, yeah. I'm even learning to love zombie films now with, the, with those. I, what got me onto those was the Korean ones um, with the train. Oh, yeah. Talk, train to Busan. Yeah. 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 And did, um, did you see the prequel to it? The animated one? It's really good, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, I um, oh. Soul Station, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Like the soul, of the country or soul. Yeah. 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 Okay. Soul, of the country. Oh, I'll take a look at that. And I yeah. love and squid games. Oh, my oh squid games is great. Yeah. Right. You know, and I, I guess my, my thing with gore, um, well, not just gore, but I mean, the, uh, violence and gore is, you know, as a mom, like my concern is, uh, are we promoting it in, in a way that really, um, are we desensitizing ourselves too much to it? you know and, and is that why we do have all these mass shootings in school and stuff like that i don't know i i do ha- i do feel like there's a certain sense of responsibility as a performer as as anyone um anyone in the film industry should have a sense of responsibility is that what is it that we're putting out there you know and if as long as it's entertaining as long as it's if it can be just cathartic if it can be um you know a good scare or or help people to kind of get rid of their inner demons without inspiring them to go out and do these things, then, then maybe it's okay. But I, I do think about that kind of stuff. Like when I take on a role, um, you know, like right now, now that I'm starting to interact with so many of my wonderful fans, you know, I've been invited to take part in a number of films. Um, and, and I'm actually ready to go back into the acting industry because I'm, I'm finally, uh, as of this year, I'm an empty nester and I made the commitment that I was going to, put acting on away and focus on being kids. Cause I, I had kids so late in life that I figured if I'm going to have them, I want to be their mom. I want to be there, you know, full time. Um, and some people can do both very well, but most, most people can't one or the other will suffer either their career or their parenting. So I just chose to focus on my kids, but now that they're moved out, I'm ready to come back. Um, and I'm thinking about it. Like, you know, there's a lot of slasher films and I, I would love to play like, I'd love to play the bad guy. I'd love to play <laughs> some wicked, creepy, whatever, you know, yeah. um, just for fun. But I also, but are we doing it just for, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I have to think about that. I like a good story. I like a creepy well, I, story. I do think on the positive side, a lot of genre films, uh, both horror and sci-fi, you can do a lot of social commentary in them as well. Right? Like the new Candyman or, you know, lots of films. Right. Right. And that's what I do like about, I do like about Elm Street. Um, you know, I think like the really hardcore fans that, you know, love Freddie and watch him through all the movies have their different opinions of, you know, how he's changed when, you know, when they make him too comedic or, you know, mm-hmm. this or that. But what I, what I love about the whole concept of nightmare on Elm Street is that he gets you through your personal fears, you know? And, and so that, you know, I don't know if I'm just trying to justify it, but I, I, I'm a yoga teacher and um, 
I grew up with that sort of yogic philosophy and truly our fears are what hold us back in life. Um, did you guys ever see this movie? Again, people hated it, but I loved it called I'm defending your life. I'm it, not was with, it. it was, it was sounds familiar. Yeah. It's, um, and I'm going to blow it again. Cause I'm terrible with names. Uh, I'll cheat. And bring it <laughs> yeah. If you guys, if one of you can like zoom while we're doing, I think it's like, is it Meryl Streep? And, um, and, uh, Who's the guy with curly hair? The comedian. Oh, Albert Brooks is in it. Yes, yes, Albert oh, Brooks. Okay, yeah, I, just, okay. Yep, I do remember that. Yeah. So that film, um, you know, which I, so many people said, Ugh, I, I loved it, and, and but the whole idea is that after you die, you know, you end up in this sort of middle place, and um, then you're you have to defend your life. Um, you go, you're in court, and they review your life, and there's somebody that's trying to show, you know, the good points of your life and somebody that's trying to, you know, the opposing people are showing um, the bad parts of your life. And Albert Books, who's the main star, thinks that it's all about whether you're a good person or not, like whether you did good deeds and, you know, the time that you push the kid down the stairs, is that going to stop you from, you know, being reborn or whatever. But in the end, the whole point of it was that how, how much did you live life? Like how, how well did you overcome your fears basically, you know? Um, and that was the point, like you deserve to get another life if you really embrace life and, and were willing to go past your fears and live life fully. Um, not necessarily going around murdering people, of course, but, but you know, so whatever, that, you're into. whatever you're into, but so that's what I, I do kind of like the whole idea. Like if you think about it with, with Freddy Krueger, it's like, you know, how do you overcome this dude? You know, face your fears and don't let him get through your fears. And, and that actually can be a pretty powerful message if they wanted to think of it that way. So I shall think of it that way. Yeah. You said, you know, you watched, did you ever see a, a Wes Craven's a new nightmare, which is like kind of the meta version of uh, the Friday th- uh, nightmare on Elm street movies where everyone plays themselves. Yeah. 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 I thought it was, I think it's like one of the most interesting of the sequels. Um, Cause it kind of asks about the fans who, you know, why are we drawn to the villain of the movie? And right. I, I thought that whole, that whole idea, that whole concept was, was really well done. And it, the, the movie's about, you know, it, it conjures Freddy into reality because, you know, fans are, are into him. It's, it's interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of juicy stuff there. Yeah. But, uh, and quick about Train to Busan. What I always think is really cool about it, because I've seen lots of uh, zombie movies. And since it's a Korean zombie movie, like I said, um, there's no guns in it where most American zombie movies, everyone just shoot shooting the zombies in the head. And so it's like, uh, how do they deal with this without, you know, having huh. to you know, uh, shoot it? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know what? I never even, but I hadn't even noticed that. I wonder if that's why I liked it so much, but they, and All I love the how Korean they, ones are really pretty well thought out. You know, yeah, the right? host is good too. It's a big yeah, monster. Host movie, is good. They develop their characters so well. Yeah. You know, and it, they have a definite sense of family in all their movies too. Right. Yeah. That family and belonging that, yeah. what was that one? Parasite. Oh Parasite. yeah. Yeah. You know? That's a great one. And again, you know, I mean, it, I, was, I was a little bummed at the end, but you know, oh, yeah. cause I, I don't know why the people, they should have come together like the downstairs hidden people, yeah. you know, but whatever. But I love that all of them have really great character development. And I think that's the thing. And the thing with squid game that I both loved and, that does concern me a little is that, you know, the thing that initially turned me off with, you know, the very first time I saw it and I saw it because my, my sons, when I saw the first episode, 
you know, all everybody were getting shot and killed and everything. I'm like, oh, this is just gross. Like all these people getting killed. But the characters drew you in. You know, they were so the old man and the and the and the the lady and the girl. And you know, you just get really drawn into the characters. So you start following them. And I gotta admit, like my me myself, I totally got a um acclimatized to the violence you're like okay well they're all gonna get killed you know so the next but and you know that it's gonna happen you know they're gonna be shot you know there's gonna be blood is that is that good is that bad to get desensitized i mean it is it's it's fake you know and i know that and it's it's drama it's on the you know it's make-believe so i i don't know I, i i i really don't know but uh i did love it i did really you know i thought it was so cool Really, really great characters. Uh, so a lot of people in the chat. Le Chatier, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, but uh, he wants to, or he or she, I'm not sure, wants to know, uh, do you have any upcoming projects? You mentioned um, you had conversations about things. Yeah. So, well, I mean, aside from a few shows um, coming up and also the shows, if anyone's watching and anyone wants to meet me or, or whoever you want to meet, um, you know request us to your local shows you know that's how we get that's how we get on there and and i will say this um i won't say any names or anything but i will let you all in on a secret there's a lot of politics unfortunately in in yes there is you know and it's sad like it's really crazy that it should just be you know the event people hosting events should get the 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 actors and the fans together you know that's what it's about is celebrating the who the actors want to see and making it fun for everyone. Um, and unfortunately so often it's about who knows who, who likes who, who doesn't like who, who you're represented by. If, if the show owner likes your rep then you get to be in the show, if not, you don't this, that, and the other. And even amongst, even amongst the franchises, sometimes, you know, different reps don't like other reps and you know, there's all this weirdness. I think it's yeah. crazy. I've yet to be in a show together with Robert. And I, oh, and that's really? a really disservice to the fans Wow! because to have Freddie and his mom together, like there's so many fun photo ops. There's so many fun. Oh yeah. That would be amazing. Right. And, and just a lot of really cool things. People love Amanda Krueger and they love, of course they love Freddie Krueger and yep. why wouldn't they be together? So yeah. if I mean, anyone panel too, you know, right? like uh, do a Q and a with everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, I, I mean, I was the second actor to play Amanda, um, you know, so in the th- she appears the first time in the in in number three, played by Nan um, Martin, who you know a, a wonderful actress who unfortunately is no longer with us. But you know, she was an older lady, and and uh, whether there was some sometimes people don't like when a character is changed, but you know that's out of our control. I was yeah. cast, you know, and of course, actor. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to take that role. Somebody else had it before, you know, but you know. There's that, but there's also other just weird politics, which I won't get into, but hopefully that will change. And hopefully, you know, yeah, uh, I think 2011 or 2010 is when we started to do the uh, conventions and Mark Patton, we brought up, he, he uh, recommended me do the panels. That's how I started to do panels. And um, at the time, you know, I knew nothing about the political side and Mark started to tell me things to watch out for. And all of them came true. And I won't say the convention either, but there was a certain one that was it was a lot of weird politics. Yeah, which is it's such a it's such a pity. You know, it's like, yeah, there's no need for any of it. No, you know, and of course, people are people. And of course, people are going to have those they like and those they don't like. But it's like if you're putting on a fan convention, think about your fans. 
just get over it and put the people together that want to be together, you know, and we all have to do it. We all, whatever job we have, there's always going to be somebody we don't like to necessarily work with that much, but you just grin and bear it. That's what life's about. And you get the job done as best as possible. And I, I just think it's a pity when people's petty likes and dislikes um, end up, you know, causing the fans to, to miss out. So yeah. anyway, you mentioned you haven't done a convention with Robert England, but what was Robert England like, you know, on set was the, uh... he, well, I think for most of us in five, we had a different experience um, purely because of the rush factor. So, um, cause Robert is, um, he's just, famous for his stories and, you know, loving to talk and, and, you know, um, you know, on a lot of the other film sets, you hear all these stories about, you know, you, you got to get him to shut up so that you can get onto the, on with the show. <laughs> Even at conventions, cause he'll have a giant line and I've been to him and, and he, and he'll want to talk to everybody, which is great, but there's also a giant line. So it's right. Exactly. So, so with that, I'll bear in mind, but with this, with five, we were so, so rushed and, and it was the only film I've ever been on where, more than one scene is being filmed at the same time, you know? And so the director literally yeah. will, you know, he'll be there obviously for the actual, sh- the main shot, but another, you know, the second crew will be setting up the, another scene, getting that ready with the stand-ins, you know, f- getting the lighting, everything done. So that as soon as we say cut on this set, as soon as the take is good, he'll, the director will run off. The main actors will run to the next scene and go, 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 go. So there wasn't um, on five. There really wasn't as much time to be able to really sit around and hang out. Certainly not for Robert because he was in so many of the different scenes. Um, so we, he and I didn't actually even, you know, maybe that's part of it too. We really never got a lot of chance to connect. The, you know, the few times we were together, it was, you know, he was, he was great. But, um, and I remember at the time, I'm trying to think if I ever saw him out of makeup. I don't think so because we were going so, yeah. so, so fast that each time I saw him, he was in makeup. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm looking at that, <laughs> that <laughs> right, face, right. you know? And so it, it was a little odd. And, and I, and I remember as an actor, just focusing on looking at that face and, you know, just really trying to conjure up the part of me that loved him. Like, I, I hope that if, if anything came through in those, those short scenes was, you know, that Amanda did love him. And in fact, that's what I'm working on right now is, is Amanda's story. Well, interesting. Um, and, and, and kind of, it gives, it gives more of the background of, of uh, Freddy Krueger and, and cause so many fans ask so much about it. And, that. and uh, you know, I, I think that it's, it's come to me, you know, why she ended up, why, why did Amanda become a nun in the first place? What got her in there? And um, yeah. Is this okay. something you're writing or is it? Yes. Uh, oh, yes. interesting. Here, I'm going to, can I read you the first line? Yeah, of course. Love that. Yeah, okay. please do. You think it began with my merciless rape in the West Hills Asylum? The hundred patients you all refer to as maniacs attacking me and taking turns violating me? No, it goes back, way back before I was even born. <laughs> anyway, that's how it starts. But it goes in, it's going to, you know, it kind of talks about the background of the Krugers and, um, and then Amanda, you know, how that whole thing came to be, how she ended up there. And, and then it kind of fills in some of the blanks too, of what was going on with her regarding Freddie as he was growing up, because she put him up for adoption. Um, 
And was that willingly or was she forced to because she was in the nunnery? What, you know, what actually happened there and, and how much contact did she, if at all, have with Freddie growing up? So, and I get to tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. very interested in this. Mark actually inspired me because Mark, Mark oh, did, you yeah, know, he does a lot about his, you know, his character. Yeah. He did the diaries Jesse. and stuff. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah. And a few of the other actors have done similar kind of things. So I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, even um, some of the people I know from like the Hellraiser series have done, you know, backstories on like uh, the Cenobites they play. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. And like I said, because there's the big fan base there that, that's interested in these characters and another backstory. And, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure it's interesting for you to, to sit and think about it. Yeah. Which is which is also really fun with them. Um, well, because as an actor, like are, are either of you actors? Do you ever? I've been in things training? I wouldn't necessarily consider myself an actor, but yeah. Well, so, you know, in, in theater training, like as an actor, you know, the character development is a big, important part, you know, because even the best written script, um, you know, whether it's for, uh, whether it's a screenplay or a play, um, a theatrical play, they will give you a little background on the character, but obviously not a whole lot. And that is part of the actor's job is your character development you to be a real person and it doesn't matter if you're on screen or on the stage for five minutes or two hours your character has to be real right so your character has to have had parents has to have come from somewhere where were they just before they walked onto stage where were into the room you know and how do they feel how do they get along with these other actors you know the other characters you know so part of our job is always coming up with the history of our character that we play so it's a kind of a natural thing we all kind of have made up in our minds you know, who these people are. And so Amanda, you know, what I came up with my background story of why I'm a nun and all that, it's kind of fun to like put it down on paper and then share it with the fans, which, you know, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I was, I'm sure it's too early to, to say, you know, what your plans are with it. Yeah, it is. But I, you know, Mark, Mark Patton has got some great ideas. He's wonderful. And here's a little something to show you. This is like, I don't know if you can tell, but these Spotlighted are here for everybody. These are really, um, these are strong metal. Oh, oh yeah. You can hear they're, them too. They're, yeah. They're, they're pretty strong metal. Like they could do some damage. Yeah. You'll be careful if you, you know, use it as a back scratcher. I do. I actually do. Like, <laughs> oh, and then like, ah, and I keep ripping all my shirts, but <laughs> anyway. Oh, and while I'm here, I also want to show you guys, um, Mike LeBlanc. Some of you have seen this. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, this um, a Canadian artist, Mike LeBlanc, um, one of my friends on Facebook had done it for me. And I and he's like, he's done a lot of stuff. He's done for Lisa Wilcox and for Robert. Quite a fun, fun artist. Um, That's a great one. I, yeah. And I've been finding some really cool Amanda artwork that, that people have done. So I mean, she's definitely a loved or, you know, character that. Yeah, something like people. that would make. I know you, you probably couldn't use the 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 logo or anything, but something like that would make a very cool uh, T-shirt, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that's some of the things I wanted to find out too. Is what are we and what are we not allowed to put on? Like, you, yeah, for oh, merchandise. Yeah, I'm sure you couldn't put the the name the title. Right. But I'm like, I think, I think if you would reference, I have no idea. Don't, don't take my, I don't know. But I would think if you would, uh, the likeness of your character without like the uh, name would. Right. 
I, but yeah, I doubt I, like Freddie would be. But. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate in that way that she was a nun because I mean, heck, you know, of course That's I can true. be a nun. I've been a nun. I have times. noticed again, don't, don't quote me on any of this, but uh, for the horror world is a much more lenient than uh, some other things that I, I've dealt with. Cause I also yeah. do uh, pro wrestling things and they're very lit- litigious. They'll, they'll sue you for anything. But. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do have to be careful, but I mean, Elm street, past hand so many times when we were filming it was new line cinema um but i get all my residual checks from warner brothers now so me and bugs bunny we get the we get checks from the same <laughs> well, place pretty, yeah that that's also wonderful i'll tell you that i mean all of us feel so dang grateful like who else gets paid from something you did 32 years ago yeah I mean, and not only directly like like you know uh indirectly going to the conventions and exactly and, you know. And all that stuff, which which really is, I mean, it's one hundred percent about meeting the fans. I, you know, it's just I, who who wouldn't love to, you know, have people telling you how much they appreciated what you did. Like it's just just wonderful. And and I've learned so much from it. And then of course uh, the other part that's just fabulous is just hanging out with my co you know co stars to, you know, we just get to catch up this way and get to know each other. And and also the actors from the other other yeah um franchises and then also just the vendors and the fans it's just fun group of people that's why i was like uh when we started going to the conventions everyone really is it's not like uh anyone looks down on anybody it's you know everyone's there they all have the same love of the genre and they have a good time right and don't you like i, I see it's your- very accept it's a very accepting crowd like because there are is, yeah there are people that you would look at and you think, well, that guy's a horror fan. He's got a bunch of tattoos and wears a black t-shirt. And then maybe somebody looks like an accountant or something, but they're all yeah. horror fans and everyone likes everybody. Right. And little old ladies and, you know, all, all kinds, every, every, every kind. And then the vendors, like I've met so many cool interesting oh, yeah. people. And then I come back from every show with some fun, different little gifts, like different comics or books or stories or things that people have done, you know, and you just meet, you meet people of, um, all kinds of people that you, you know, that I meet lots of people that I probably wouldn't meet otherwise, if it weren't for these conventions. So it's, it's kind of fun. And of course, you know, at heart, we all have, no matter who the person is, we all have something in common and, and it's nice to, to be able to meet people that I wouldn't meet otherwise. So, yeah, I do have to ask you about the birth scene. Uh, when you see the, the, the actual little Freddie, yeah. like the doll, uh, mm-hmm. what the, What's that? What goes through your mind? Because it's it's cute in its own way, but it's also you know monstrous. Monstrous. Well, I gotta say, I love that little monstrous yeah. thing. I guess it's in the same way that you love like a, I don't know, bulldog. No, bulldogs are really cute. I don't know. <laughs> they're very they're, cute. You know, but there's certain things that are kind of cute in an ugly way. Like that, me. That, oh yeah, there you go. You're adorable. So um, no, but the Freddie. I mean, not no. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Hi, husband dear. Anyway, um. <laughs> Uh, now you got me all flustered. I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, my baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that little baby. And, um, and somebody, I was just at the, um, and I am not forgetting your question, but I was at the Brooklyn Horrorcon and somebody brought, somebody has one. It was like $800. They bought, they bought a, a actual remake of that. Oh, wow. That's cool. Of that baby. You can buy it from the guy who, who made the, the original mold. Um, you know, so he brought me that thing to sign, um, and I was, I was really honored because I, like, I think Robert was the only other one that had signed it. So, um, but anyway, I, I look at that little creature and I do, I, I find it adorable and I actually would want one. So if anyone wants to give me a present, they can send me that doll. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. um, but when I was giving birth, it was really cool because I, I was very excited to, um, 
they used a number of different things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, at first, you know, they're reaching and then they grab and I, and I've, I've, you've probably heard this, I have said it on other interviews. The first thing that they're holding is a cat. It's actually a live living meow cat that they put in a blanket because they needed to have the motion. They needed to have something that wiggles and then leaps out of the nun's hands, the nurse. So they decided to use a cat because that could actually leap and they filmed it quick enough. It was short enough of a scene that all you see is like a little flash of motion. And then instantly, then it cuts to the first robotic little guy. And he's like, he he can turn his head and he's like, you know, they add all that creepy little sound. And then, um, so you see that little robotic one and he was really adorable too. (laughs) in this creepy little way and then when he goes running away you hear that little wet feet flip, 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 you know and it sounds like 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 a frog what what is that called like suction not suction um i don't web. know what that is like uh, a webbed like a web yeah flip i don't sound. know what like, they are called but yeah yeah so his little feet sound like little webbed like flop, 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 <laughs> and you hear his little and then and then then the next one is that that mole that that creature and that a, a little bit larger and that has different motion that that could do. And then from there on, then it was different sizes of actors. They actually had a really little guy and then um, slightly bigger. And then they had the biggest guy and then, and Freddie um, and they quickly, you know, cut between those. So it was, it, I loved looking at that little guy and um, Where is he? Ah. Here he is. Ugh. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't even actually notice it the first time, but yeah, he's, uh, he's right on there. Yeah, my little baby. There you go. Isn't he cute? <laughs> Look at that face. I think he's adorable. I do. I don't know. I just... Anyway. Um... LeChatter says um, that they fr- uh, freeze frame that scene and you can actually see the cat for a second. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, I wanted, I, I'd mentioned that to... Um, it might have been... That name sounds familiar. Wait, say it again. Sh- uh, LeChatter. LeChatter. Shepherd. Well, because there I mean, was a I guy. might not be pronouncing it right, but I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that's okay. I don't know if that's the guy that I had met in Brooklyn, but I'd, I'd mentioned it to a couple of people and I said, you know, if, if they have a if they can freeze frame it, they might be able to catch that cat. Um, you know, I, I've never been able to see it just as a flash, but if you slow it down enough, I imagine you'd be able to see it because that's what they used. Yeah. Um, but I I found that whole thing just so fascinating how, you know, how they had these different actors portraying him at, at the different stages. Yeah. How about uh, Whitby Herford who plays uh, Jacob? Yeah. So Whitby. So we hadn't seen each other since we filmed, um, you know, and when we filmed together, he was only, he was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I met him. We've done two shows together now and, and we're going to do more because we have the same rep. And um, oh, by the wonderful. way, real quick, that is, it says uh, she is Nicole from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Hello. <laughs> So, um, yeah, he, um, he's, he's great. You know, he's done all kinds of other stuff. Um, since then he was in Jurassic park. He was, um, he was on, uh, I don't know what you've got to promote your own. Stuff. Yeah, you could, yeah, right, right. yeah. He's got a bunch of stuff, but no, he, he's great. Little and, and movie we call Jurassic park. Jurassic park. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, and then star Wars, I think he did a, he did the voiceover of somebody, oh. um, and on a star Wars cartoon or something like that. He's done a bunch of stuff. He's great. You know, so he's part of my number five gang. And, um, so I was with him at his very first convention. So I, uh, I got to break him in (laughs) 
little in joke between uh, but anyway no so um yeah he he's he's great and, and he's really i think enjoying being able to hang out with us now because he he tells a lot of stories about how when we were filming he was only 10 and we were mm-hmm. all like in our 20s and 30s or what over how old were we 30s 20s i don't know whatever we were we were grown-ups in, in any right. case at, at the time young adults and he was just a kid and and he said, you know, he he'd tell stories about how he'd be sitting there. He was so wanted to hang out with Lisa and Danny and all of us. And his then his mom would say, Come on, Wit, sit down here, let me brush your teeth, or whatever, you know. And he'd be like, Mom, you know. And now he gets to actually hang out with us. So, you know, you know, because as we all know, once you're past whatever it is, 20 something, then we are just all yeah, everyone's basically the same. There's a big difference between 10 and and, and 30 and 30, right. 30 and 50 is not, you know, that much yeah. different. Exactly. And personality, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's cool. So, uh, AJ Wyatt, uh, he wants to know Beatrice, what, what the candy, gla- what was the candy glass scene? I'm, not, I'm trying to. Uh, the candy glass scene was like struggling and fighting Freddy with Freddy. How was filming it? Candy glass, dude. What's he talking about? Was there breakaway glass? Like, I guess maybe like sugar glass is what they call it. When fighting Freddy with Freddy. I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, when Freddy. Oh, here we go. He reworded. I'm saying he oh. says everywhere. Sorry about that. What was it like doing the fighting Freddy's hand scene with the. Oh, glass? oh the, yeah. Well, that whole scene that, you know, that was my, but that was my big disappointment in the, in the, in the filming because, you know, the one thing I was really looking forward to doing it, uh, Elm Street and doing a horror film was the special effects because they, you know, they have such awesome special effects people. They have such awesome makeup people. And first of all, I didn't get to wear a stitch of makeup. It was just, you know, she's a nun. So it's like, you know, just give me foundation. No, no, they didn't give me any makeup. So whatever. That, so I didn't, I didn't get any of the makeup um, aside from them dumping blood on me when, you know, right. when I'm, when I'm giving birth. But then, you know, when I had read the script, you know, Okay, his hand's going to come ripping out. Well, that, first of all, was an added scene because originally I was going to take him back in, which if anyone hasn't seen the film, I don't take him back in the way he came out. Please. Yeah, he absorbed him. Goes like, in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that would have been, okay, if that was in the script, uh-uh, no. <laughs> Shove yeah. him back in. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. And with That's a, a different call, movie. It's a totally different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. Different, different kind of genre. I'm not, I, I don't know. Yeah. Certainly not that I would tell. I've never done right, right. And with his claws. Ouch. Anyway, no. Um, so I absorb him back into me. That was in the original script. And, and then it was that I would take him and, you know, throw ourselves into the room of the 100 maniacs and thus destroy him and myself. So, I, I, you know, that was really cool. And then. While we were filming, they, as I told you, they kept rewriting and rewriting. And they're like, at one point, Robert had said he didn't want to do any more. This is going to be his last. He's done. Apparently, he says that after every film. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess they thought better of it and thought, well, we better have you know some option for him to come back should we decide to do more. So that's when they decided, okay, instead of her just destroying them both by going into the maniacs, we'll have him rip his claw out of her body. Um, so when I saw that, I was all excited. Oh, what are they going to do? Cause I saw all those cool mechanical things. Um, and, uh, as you probably heard or know, the great, exciting mechanical thing was my own bloody hand. It was just, you know, 
really dumb. And so I oh, have to- well, that's cool. Sometimes it, sometimes the easy things like that work. Well, I guess, but you know, I was looking forward to it and, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I was thinking like, what are they going to do? But instead they had me, you know, stand kind of slightly to the side. They built a fake front of my chest, a fake right hand. And they had my fake right hand holding my real hand, you know, so, uh-huh. you know, like a nun like this. And then my real right hand was underneath my nun's habit, which I could have had an elephant hiding under there, you know, put whatever you want in a nun's habit. And so they, they, all they did was they gave me the glove, filled it full of guts and, you know, gross stuff. And then, you know, on cue, I just had to rip it out and then fight with my own hand, which I don't know, it just seemed to me so, I don't know, elementary school, you know. You're, yeah, I was going to say you were doing that when like you were a, five, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was my big, exciting special effects scene, you know. I, I like it. But, uh, yeah, so that was it. Uh, watching it again, I said this might be a silly question, but I just wondered: Was there any problem uh, filming with pigeons? Because you know, oh yeah, pigeons yeah, fun. the pigeons. Well, you know, they always tell you, you know, working with animals and working with babies, you know, and right. So um, you did both, and, and it's true. I worked with both. Well, no, yeah, uh, the, yeah. not not you, baby. not you, Wit. I'm not talking about you. You're a young man. I'm talking about the baby, baby Freddy. <laughs> but yeah, the the pigeons. Um, it was quite the thing. I, I um, I had the you know, the scene where I come out and <clears throat> the pigeons are flying all over the place. They had the pigeon wranglers. And so I think there were a couple of them and they were on either side of the, the church door with big buckets full of, or not buckets, um, you know, cages with these pigeons. And on cue, they would take them and toss them towards me so that you'd see them all fluttering up in the, you know. And um, so the first time they filmed, they're all fluttering all over the place. And and this is not a joke. One freaking lands on my head, takes a poop on my head. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but yeah. Yeah. So they had to, oh, just on cue. Now my cat's about to come join us. <laughs> oh, you heard about filming with animals, huh, Rolly? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> are you there, Rolly? I can't see. You can see. But anyway, he, um, so the pigeon, so one lands on my head. So cut, they have to, you know, redo. Oh, very cute. Yeah, isn't it cool? That's Rolly. Hello anyway, Nice. Um, and so then, then so that, you know, cleaned off my habit, do it again, pull back the pigeons, take two, and I'm coming out, you know, your birth was the curse on the whole of humanity. A pigeon lands on my hand. You know, it, it just kept happening. To, and then one time the pigeon bonked me in the face. So that was the one scene we had to do over and over because of the pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I must say, oh, cat, you're ruining my picture. But it looks better than CG pigeons. <laughs> yeah. So they, it actually ended up pretty, pretty cool. They, they, um, I think it really adds to the atmosphere of that church. Oh, yeah. Those pigeons fly around and such. Yeah. I've, I've, I've worked with animals before. I worked with a, uh, my favorite animal was I worked with a chimpanzee on a Canadian oh. TV series called Danger Bay. And I was the scientist who was teaching the chimpanzee sign language. And um, it was just awesome because I love monkeys and, and, and apes and this yeah. little, this little chimp, you know, he was very well trained and he'd be standing next to me. And during the cut, you know, when we weren't filming the, the trainer didn't want the ape to have anything to do with me because they wanted him to focus on the trainer. So the trainer would say, you know, I, I could hold it. I, I could have my hands at my side and they would be next to me with the, with the chimpanzee. 
And then as soon as they'd say action, then they'd let go so the chimp would hold my hand and jump up on me. Well, whenever we were filming, we, between takes, we'd be standing next to each other and the little chimpanzee wanted to hold my hand. And so his little hand would come up, you know, on my hands like this and he'd try to touch my fingers and I wanted to hold his hand. And then the trainer would go, no, you know, pull it away. <laughs> and he'd pull it yeah, back. That would be then, the toughest part, I think. Yeah. And they kept doing that over and over. And this little chimpanzee <laughs> hand kept coming up towards my hand with his little fingers. So cute. Anyway. And have you ever had a chimpanzee snuffle inside your ear? I have not. Thing. I don't know about my brother here, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a little envious, but no. <laughs> Anyway, it's very cute little yeah. chimpanzee snuffling in your ear. Sounds very cute. Uh, did you go to see the movie when it, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five when when it came came out to the theaters? Yes, yeah. I I think did we all see it together? I think we might have all seen it at a. Or was I already gone? Was I already in India? Gosh, not crazy. I, I I seem to have this vague memory of watching it in the theater, but then that might have been my I. I Two films that I filmed in, um, actually, I think you can see them in the background. Yeah, we got Matinee and Quarantine. Quarantine. Those are two films I star in. Um, they're Canadian films, and they also opened in 89. That's why oh. that was my big year. Um, they were they were both featured at the Vancouver Film Festival, which was the same year that Julia Roberts, this unknown, beautiful actress, um, had been in that unknown film called Mystic Pizza the same year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so these two were um, both featured. So I had the whole red carpet treatment and oh, awesome. And I do, I do remember sitting in the audience um, with the cast watching that, but Elm street. Um, I definitely did see it in a theater, but I just, I'm, you got me stumped. I cannot for some reason, remember, I'll have to ask the other guys. Yeah. Cause I, I, I did move to India pretty shortly afterwards and lived. Oh, in you've India been all around. For, yeah. I lived in India for two years doing volunteer work on a mobile That's hospital. Nice. Yeah. What did you think of the the finished movie when you saw it? it? I was I was impressed. I was impressed. I loved. Oh my gosh! Like watching. Oh, you know, Joe Seely turning into the cartoon. Um, you know, yeah, it's very cool scene. And, we had and, Super Freddy on a few weeks ago. Or I guess, oh, did you? Awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then watching. You know, just seeing the little baby Freddy and seeing him growing up and seeing how everything you know came together and and Danny turning into the motorcycle and you know. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. I, I don't know why, you know, the people that don't like it, it's whatever, but I, I, I well, thought it was a great fun film. I, how does how did that affect you at the time when it does get negative reviews? Um, I didn't really notice at the time. And I don't know that really. They pro- it, honestly, with the critics, I'm not sure how many of them got, you know, glowing reviews, yeah. you know, yeah, Usually it wasn't that kind of a. They didn't get, you know, like Cisco yeah. and Eber and stuff. Exactly, they wouldn't have. I think it's more. It's only more now, like because they are so many, you know, later generation fans, and it's talked about. Like, there's all these lists, you know, comparing, mm-hmm. you know, which ones you like the best. And you know what's so funny is fans always seem surprised when we when actors like comment on stuff, but they invite us all to their different groups on Facebook, and I I will admit for years I never looked at anything because I just I was raising kids I didn't have time but now that I'm an empty nester this year for the first time ever I suddenly have time so I've been actually following stuff on Facebook and talking to my fans and when they invite me to join a group I, I join it but then I join these groups and so I get this post and then somebody's posting yeah well let's rate the Elm Streets and they're saying nasty things about five and I'm like whoa well that's mean and I 
drop out of that group. <laughs> yeah. Don't invite me to a group and put down my films. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the internet itself, obviously there's great things about, but there is also a lot of negativity uh, on the internet. Oh, yeah. uh, the, uh, um, it's weird because there's a lot of negativity amongst fan bases. Um, we talk about conventions as you usually at those people are very positive, but um, right. uh, not just horror movies, but everything. It seems like people who say they're fans of things or it can be very negative about the things that they're fans of. Right. I know. Exactly. Although I will say, and I hope I don't jinx it by saying it, but the fan page, you know, like I have my own personal stuff with, you know, my own family stuff or whatever. And I also have another business that, you know, but my Facebook fan page, which is just about my, you know, acting and whatnot, I have to say, I haven't run into any, you know, nasty political stuff. And it's one of the few places because everywhere (laughs) else, like, you know, do you guys have wherever you live, like in Massachusetts, you know, there's these, um, like, uh, what is it called? Neighborhood, whatever. Like, I get these emails. Um, it's some sort of like neighborhood a group, like a neighborhood something. watch thing. And they, you know, it's like they'll let you know if there's a road closure or oh, somebody yeah, yeah. wants, if somebody wants a good gardener, you know, <laughs> ask for, you know yep. or if you lost your dog, you know, so which is a nice idea. It's neighborhoods, you know, kind of, and if people want a recommendation, but somehow, holy crap. It, a lost puppy will turn into some political crap. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. a you know on the sandwich news thing. Yeah, I'm in a little that. town named uh, Sandwich, and uh, yeah, I have a local uh, news page, and used to just be about restaurant stuff, but in the last four or five years, it's yeah, like you said, every no matter what it is, it'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll become some digresses uh, into that, like into a this fight. awful fight. Yeah, it's yep. just awful, and, and you know, it makes you want to just shut off and not watch anything. <laughs> yep. So, so I do have to say, I'm very grateful that you know, at least on 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 the, the Facebook with the horror fans, it seems to never so far turn political. Yeah, and if it, and if they ever did on my page, they I would delete it because that it's, right, you know, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, we don't get it too often on the Without Your Hip page. It pops up every once in a while, but not not yeah. too bad. Not too yeah. bad. But even on but, those local things, sometimes they, they still, you know, you, you find out there are good people because yeah. when we lost our tortoise, which was a strange story, like oh, no. some lady found it in, in our Parkwood Beach page and oh. she brought our tortoise back, which was wonderful. But, you know, it was just every now and then you're like, ah, I'm never going to look at that thing again. Right. And then something good happens. And then something nice happens. Oh, I'm so yep. glad you got your tortoise back because we <laughs> yeah. never, I never got my tortoise back. And I, oh, no. Play, it you was lost awful. The tortoise. I did. And, and I would, you know, for probably about a year, like anytime oh. I would see a rock, you know, that might have been a, you know, I'd be like, yeah. It was so sad. It was awful. You know, and you know that they're not going to really survive. It's just not, we're, yep. you're, you're also on the Northeast. So, you know, I feel bad. Poor Master no, Uguay. She's back. The uh, <laughs> the marginated tortoise as well. So Yay. everything is good. Good, good. Well, congratulations. But yes, mm. Master Uguay went on to his own uh, I love adventures. the name. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is my son's favorite, absolute favorite movie. Well, at least when he was a kid. Now it's, um, what's that guy that kills everybody even with a pencil? Uh, Whoa. You know, um, come on. He, Kills him with a pencil. Well, he was on the. He used to be. He was on the Matrix. What's the actor? Oh, Keanu Reeves. John Wick. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now they love John Wick, but when they were young, they loved um, Kung Fu Panda with Master Uguay. It was a great movie. Great, great teachings. 
I've actually not not seen Kung Fu Panda. I oh, I love all three of them now. That's good. yeah, that's they're really really good. And if you yeah. but but definitely see the first one. It it's so it teaches you so much about um, humility that that you need as a spiritual aspirant. It's a really it's just a great film. I, I yep. love I love and Jack Black does such great. great oh, job. Jack Black. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. And Ian McShane is the villain, and that one's real good. Oh, really? Well, I'm yeah. a big fan of uh, of Deadwoods. So. Yep. So yeah, both of them. What's the little pig behind you? Uh, let's see which one. Uh, so it's up. Uh, as I point to it up here. Yeah, yeah. Move. Yeah, towards the other direction. The other direction. No. Yeah, there above it. The pig. Uh, the painting. Oh, oh, the painting uh, here. Oh, okay. Geez, that's a pig. Motel that's hell one. Yeah, motel hell. Uh, motel hell. My friend Annabelle paint uh, did that for my birthday one year. She also oh. painted the hat. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Talented. She also did this, but very at the nice. moment I don't have it up because it's a little big, but it's uh Ooh. oh yeah. Wow. That one now. Wow, yes. Oh, that's really cool. Very, very cool. See, that's what I'd love to be, is like the creep I'd like to be like the mom. Norman Bates oh yeah, or something, you know. yeah, the mom. That would be, that's a that's a good role. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be sweet. That'd be awesome. Actually, you know what? You know what'd be really amazing. Do you guys know um, the actress Karen Conneville? That she, I know the name definitely. She's, yeah. a, she's a Canadian actress, a friend of mine. We used to, you know, when we we had the same agent um, when we were little. You know, when we were starting off in the business, we we both did this movie called. Um, it was with the Dukes of Hazard. Those two guys. Um, the oh, blonde wow. and the dark-haired guy, and I played the girlfriend of the blonde one. Anyway, um, so she, so Karen Carnival is a fantastic um, character actress in Vancouver. She's she's been working steadily, and she she plays um, Maurice the orangutan in the Planet of the Eight movies, the three Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's fantastic, and and like imagine that, like she's she's smaller than me, and she plays this big orangutan, which is what's so amazing with you know motion capture. Wow. But, um, yeah and she's really she studied them she studied their movements and she's really gotten to know orangutans very very well and continued her study of them but she um played on x-files this chucky she plays two characters she plays this these twins um a man and it's a man and a woman she plays them both or are they both men no a man and a woman yeah which is so cool and when you if you watch it you will you wouldn't know. I mean, unless you knew you yeah. initially would not have a clue that it was her playing the guy. Mm. She does it so well. I, you know, I'd love a challenge like that. I'd love to play something oh, yeah, that, unexpected. That yeah. So if there's any filmmakers out there, you a lot of independent filmmakers go on the show and who watch. And, yeah. yeah. So find a fun, creepy role for me. It doesn't have to be a, <laughs> if you don't want me for a big, big role, that doesn't matter. It's not the size that matters. It's how you it's use it. it. No, but um, I've been told that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, but I I would love to do something fun, and and a lot of um independent filmmakers get nervous about using SAG. Um, most of us are still, you know, we're SAG actors, and, yeah. and I mean, I I love the union. It's been very, it protects us, and it's it's been very helpful, to be honest with you. Um, and and even if you have, they have they have a low budget agreement they have a um what do they call it really low budget or something like that and then they even have like micro low but like micro like they really work their way down like so they they even 
have an agreement for people that are make, trying to make a film for less than $20,000. So, you know, if you're just a, you know, and then they, I also think they have something for student films too. So they really do try to work with people. They know that people don't have money necessarily, you know, and, and they're, they're very supportive of independent filmmakers. Um, but if you want to use trained actors, try to get the SAG agreement. It's not, it really doesn't cost much. Um, and, you know, you can end up just getting great actors for, for your film. And it's, I think it's worth it. I think people get scared. They think, oh, you know, I've only got, you know, 20 bucks, you know, 10 bucks. I'm trying to throw this film together and I, there's no way I could use SAG actors. Well, you can. If you have an interesting script, we will all be happy to work on it. You know, just, but just make sure it's. Yeah, I produced my first feature right before the pandemic. So it's actually not uh, out yet. I didn't take care of that side of things, but I, I know that they dealt because it's a SAG film and uh, they oh, dealt. Oh, yay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And Mark Patton is actually uh, in it and, and Lisa Wilcox. Oh, fun. Oh, that's exciting. Wait, which is this? What is this film? Um. What is the film? Uh, no, I, I know. Well, we did two films, but the one's a secret film. The other, um, a secret film. The once in future smash. Okay. It's actually a a, a quote unquote documentary about two actors who both take credit for a slasher film for, in 1970. Uh, I'll just say it's a mockumentary, and we filmed it at at a convention, so it's very fun. We used oh. the they let us use the whole background, you know, at the the people, the audience, and everything at the convention. And uh, so it's about two actors who who go to a convention for the first time together and they both take credit uh, for for a, a slasher film in 1970. It's, it's not based on, but it's inspired by people who really do have those kind of uh, a uh, kind of a feud going on. Oh, what fun. And uh, so a lot of people that, that I know through the show, uh, you know, they just play themselves in small uh, cameos. But it's very, it's very fun. Right. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I, I actually had started a screenplay for um, a, a, as it was called, you know, HorrorCon, you know, and it was, and it's about actors at a, at a, at a horror convention, you know, and um, a few murders do take place and, you know, it's like a whodunit, but it's, you know, amongst the, it, there's definitely jealousies amongst the actors and, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of interesting. The, the one thing, the film that I did matinee, um, mm-hmm. Canadian very low budget film that um, takes place at a, at a horror film festival and uh, people are being murdered in the manner that they are on screen in real okay. life. And, you know, you have to try to figure out it, it's worth seeing. And, um, and I don't care if those producers and directors are listening, both matinee and quarantine, the two films I star in are also available for free on YouTube and They've been illegally uploaded, and I don't care because I've never gotten one. Oh, well, I was okay. That's oh, fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they don't give me residuals. I, they, you know, we did the film whatever thirty something years ago, and they've never given me one penny afterwards. Um, there's a lot of personal political stuff and reasons behind some of that too. But uh, normally, I would never, never encourage people to steal films. Right. But you know, if they're going to be mean, and I and I see those films being sold. I mean, they're not. You know big money makers for sure. I'm, I, I'm not even imagining that anybody got rich off of them, but still they are being still in, in um, being produced and sold. And, and I've seen them being sold all over the world because this is the wonder of internet under different names in every country. They use a different name. 
<laughs> it's still the same film. So I don't know if that's helping them, you know, get away from the um, Canadian actra, but you know, Oh, did I just turn me off? Can you hear me? No, no, we hear you fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. So anyway, if you ever want to just, download them from youtube go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> i will actually i'm gonna watch uh, I, I i hate to say i haven't seen them but i'm gonna watch them now yeah they, they, they each have their merit they're not you know yeah. no i'm interested in watching them they're definitely not like i should have watched them before the show honestly yeah there you go well so should have my my agent who has there you them, go yeah, so. well, i'll watch them before we do we, we have you back on when you talk about the, the new story you're writing yes exactly well if you ever make another fun film like that let me know. Definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah. When if the world gets back a, a little more normal here, but it seems like things are moving backwards. But <laughs> right, yeah. give it time. Give it time. Well, and then oh, speaking of which, so quarantine, right? That's the other mm-hmm. film. It's so funny. Right. That's, you know, name, yeah. It was well before this one, but uh, kind of appropriate and timely for our times. But uh, yeah. Well, it's been great talking with you guys. Yeah, you yeah. as well. So, uh, well, but real one, well, one more question before uh, and we'll get you know, how people follow and everything. Did they ask you to do part six or any of the other sequels? Nope. Ah. No, no, no. Very, very mean. Oh, which is also the reason why I never saw. So I was in the movie Stakeout, which mm-hmm. your older brother might remember. I remember. Um, oh, you do? Richard yeah. Dreyfus, Emilio yeah. Estevez. Yep. Yeah, as Emilio's wife. Um, oh, okay. So they made. They made, uh, and they both were fabulous actors to work with. They were so much fun. And, and Amelia and I have still kept in touch. But um, but uh, what was I going to say? Then when I heard that they did Stakeout 2 with, uh, what's her name? The comedian. Um, who is in Stakeout Rosie? Rosie. Oh, Rosie. Oh, okay. Something like that. I don't know, because I didn't watch it. because they. Didn't yeah, I, I never that. saw it. I didn't yeah. know it even existed. Yeah, I refused to see it because they didn't invite me back. So that was very mean. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we don't anyway. like this. So how can people follow you to uh, see what you're up to? Well, on my, you know, you can look up Beatrice Buckley on my Facebook. And now, oh, yes. And then Beatrice, Bu- Beatrice underscore Buckley underscore actor for Instagram. And I just followed you. Oh, thank you. I need people to follow me. Apparently, Mark Patton has told me. Um, and other people have told me having big numbers of followers is really is helpful in getting into conventions. Mm-hmm. So okay. that makes so, sense. Yeah. So I guess follow me, follow me. And then I've, I've learned all these weird little secrets and tips uh. on how to, how to work that. I, it's funny at the other horror convention at the Brooklyn horror con, I was with, um, uh, Oh my God. Dana, De, Dana De Lorenzo, who's, she was just a blast. So much fun. She's from uh, that film. You guys all know who she is, right? Yes? No? I know the name. I um, yeah. she, she was big. She was the only one of us that had a huge line. Um, she's in a, something called, um, oh, my gosh. Oh, Jason and the, oh, I don't know. If you look her up anyway. she Anyway, Dana De, De Lorenzo has like a million followers, literally. Um and then uh, she's on some. Oh, Ashra's Evil Dead. I know exactly. Ash- oh, Ash- yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she was awesome. And then then Christine Plebe, who was from Halloween, she also was with me. So the three of us were like the the um, heroines of horror, they called oh, us, which nice. was really cool. Ah. And they both were like awesome, wonderful, to, wonderful to get to know. Well, they both, because they're in more recent things, I guess they have um, uh, media staff. 
that that do these things for them and they have like you know hundreds of thousands of followers on um you know and i think um they have people that post stuff for them and you know get all that going so yeah so you, it's funny because you go you know you look at they say oh you know here here's my 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 instagram you can follow me and i go and look at it and it's like you know five hundred thousand followers or something you know and then then i look at mine and i got 220 or something you know you're like oh my but i guess we all got to start somewhere so yeah i <laughs> know I, I know even for the show i need i, I should use instagram uh more right? than, uh, twitter i'm not a really big fan of twitter but oh me neither I, I i can't go that far yet but at least uh facebook and instagram those are the two that i can sort of handle <laughs> yeah i used to be on we used to have a myspace but <laughs> But you know, I guess it's my, still there, but I don't know how to log into it. Yeah. With my twenty, my twenty-year-olds are like, you know, Facebook is just so old. You know, I know, I hear this all the time, and that's the main <laughs> one I use. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, <laughs> oh well, I guess we're just. We're yeah. just Years yeah. ago, um, was actually um, a fan of the show. He asked, he's like, "Can I can I put make a, a Facebook page for you guys?" And I was like, "I don't even know what that is, but yeah, whatever you want to do." <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. So Troy and I are more the Zoom, 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 zoom. Exactly. Where's that? I got that <laughs> yeah. theme song running through right? my head now. Come on and zoom, zoom, and, zoom, and, zoom, and, zoom. And who else can do this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. think we've ever we've had lots of guests on, but no one who's ever no done one, yep, no one who's yep. done that. So I think I, I still have my old uh, uh, recipe for pretzels from Zoom that oh, I sent in the Sazy. There <laughs> you <laughs> did, right? Send it to Zoom. <laughs> Three, five, oh, come on. Boston, Mass. Oh, two, one, three, four. Send, Send it, to, it Zoom. to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been very fun. It was yes. very fun to talk to you. Yes, you too. Thank you for I'll having me it- on. Of course, I'll put in a good word for you at, at conventions. I don't know yes, how you know if that will do you any good, but but. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I do. Thank you so much. Really. Yeah. You're yeah. free to come back anytime you'd like. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Well, have yourselves a wonderful rest of the week. And, and Thank you so much. Yes, you as well. And Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year. And give your tortoise, your, your nice found tortoise, a nice kiss. <laughs> Absolutely. Well,